Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to find a longer form version. And with that, here it is. And today we're going to talk about the art of cold calling. It's the art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and specifically how to be more successful at it. And we're going to try not to make this a bitch session. Try. Although, <laughs> although there's going to be some of that. And we're really going to really, really, really try to make this actionable for you guys. But it's going to probably be an entertaining episode. I'll just say that, right? So the reason why we want to talk about this is because cold calling really made a significant spike during the pandemic when all other forms of networking were kind of halted or died. But it doesn't seem like the amount of cold calling has gone down. But I would say, and I think April's going to agree with me here, that the quality of the cold calling has just gotten worse. 100%. It's really, really bad. And I'm just going to lay it out here. Okay, this is a little bit of my bitching and moaning here, but I don't like coffee, even in a coffee mug with my name on it, which becomes the new way that now Mm -hmm. everybody's cold calling about, do you like coffee? No, I don't like coffee. I don't need phones. We work from our own home. We have phones, right? I don't need new insurance. I don't need more wealth management services. I don't need lead gen software that's going to give me 100,000 leads in the first week. And I don't need services our agency actually provides, like website optimization. I get that one all the freaking time. Like we do websites for a living people. So we don't need website optimization. And I don't want to spend $2,000 a month to be in your mastermind when I don't even know who you are. That seems to be another one I've gotten yes, recently, all, right? All, all good ones. Uh, recently for me, I would say my overwhelming frustration is anyone that thinks they can become indignant when they send me multiple emails and I don't respond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. I also have this new hatred for all of those incessant follow-ups coming into my email inbox instead of LinkedIn. I felt like when it was coming through LinkedIn, I could a little more successfully ignore it. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like an invasion of my space. And if one more person asks me for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, two minutes, (laughs) or 60 seconds, I did get one of those, of my time, I'm going to lose my mind. And finally, for whatever reason, the number of free webinar invites and reminders of these free webinars that seem to be going on are up in my inbox for some reason and just irritating me. So there you go. Yeah, and I love it when they ask for your time and then they ask you to go onto their schedule to schedule the time. Through their scheduler. Through their scheduler. Yes. Yeah, I like that one too. More bitching and moaning to come. I'm not going <laughs> to promise it's not going to be more, but what we do want to focus on is how do you effectively pitch your product or services through cold calling? Because I know that's probably the question that or the reason why you guys are listening to this episode in addition to the entertainment. Okay. But let's jump into it. So for the first tip here is you need to make it customized. So all of you who are doing the mass email campaigns, like or the mass LinkedIn reach outs, like April was just talking about. And then you kind of bait and switch with the way that you kind of try to get us in. And, and I'm, when I say us, I'm saying the proverbial us. And then you switch it to selling something. I'm like, I wonder how much that's actually truly working. Yep. Based on what we're hearing from people who are trying it, it doesn't work. And everybody that we have talked to who are social media experts who are managing these channels on an ongoing basis, they are confirming this does not really work. So 
how much time are you actually wasting in trying to get to this mass amount of leads and how much of them are actually converting? And I really want you guys to actually think about that and think about how much time you're investing in it and put a price value against your time that you're actually doing this. And then I want you to think about how much energy it would actually really take to do a little bit of research on somebody, right? If you're going to cold call, reach out to them in order to see, are they a really actually good fit for your product or your service that you're offering? And think about how you might want to actually engage these people in order to be able to form some sort of connection of value at the very beginning. So for example, like if somebody is reaching out to me, again, trying to pitch me some sort of marketing service, one look at our website. I mean, it would take them two seconds. It would have said, oh, it's a branding marketing agency. They probably don't need my service for them, but maybe they might need my service for their clients. Yes. So if somebody, instead of trying to pitch me directly, had said, hey, we've seen your website. We know you're a branding and marketing agency. We've seen your list of clients. We think we might be of service to your client. Can we have a couple minutes to talk about whether or not we can be on your bench? That I might be interested in, right? Because you've taken the time to understand us, understand our clients, understand where you can actually add some value. I might be intrigued by that. But the whole key to this is that you have to have enough understanding of the people that you're reaching out to to actually be able to find how you're going to add that value. What is their business to begin with? What are their motivations? What are they trying to do within their business? Are they a small or large business that has to have different connotations for what they need? If you looked at us, you'd see it's me and April who are forthright people. Probably don't have an office, so you're wasting your time trying to figure out, like, do we need phones? Do we need Ugh. copy services? Do we need I mean, all these other things? A security that people, system. A security system. Like, I mean, it goes on and on and on. So I'll give you a good example of one that happened to me recently, and then I'm going to turn this over to, to April, is there was a person who had listened to a podcast that I had been on, right? And he reached out to me and said, I heard you on this podcast. I did some searching, and I didn't see you come up recently in any podcasts. I see you came up before, but I haven't seen you recently. I'm like, he's right. I haven't recently been on a, a lot of podcasts. And so he's like, can we be of service to you? Can we help pitch you to be on these other podcasts? I'm like, he actually did some research. He actually tried to create a connection. And ironically, all these other agencies, and this is not a, <laughs> it's not an invite to pitch us, but all these other agencies who pitch us, their guests actually have not ever pitched us as a client, right? right? They haven't asked, hey, do you guys want to be a podcast? Can we help you know provide some reciprocity? Which I find is like very interesting. So, I think that is like one thing to think about in the context of if you really want to break through, find the value that you're going to add, use your connections that you already have as a way to leverage an opportunity to to build your business. So April, what do you have to say about this one? Yeah, I I mean, all of that, first of all, but the thing that I, I think really does drive me the most crazy is... Yes, when they pitch us something we already do, but even more so when they're lazy about the research, to your point. Right. So what I mean really specifically is we've had people cold call us to promote people to be on our podcast or to promote their services. But what they're doing is 
just going and selecting and repeating things that are out there, lines of copy essentially, right? right? So the podcast looks like, I recently listened to your episode, blah, blah, blah. And then it goes forward to pitch someone and there's no connection as to why that person builds off of that episode right? or has any reason. It's like any idiot can go and see that we have a podcast and select a title and then plop that into an email to pitch someone. Except for the people who actually picked the wrong episodes which from the wrong also podcast, happened. which has happened Which has also too. happened, yes. But I'm like, it just turns something on in me that's like, do you think I'm that much of an idiot or that unsavvy that I believe that you actually looked? And then similarly on our website, right? I have seen the on-demand branding and marketing picked up so many times and plopped into an email. But again, it's, I'm intrigued by this on your website and therefore I think I could provide this. And it just doesn't make any sense. And so I continue to sit in this space similar to what you've already said, Anne, of how effective could this possibly be and who's biting? Right. But then on the other side, it is a crowded mess right now, you guys. So why wouldn't you try any different approach from what everybody else is doing? And the simplest thing would be to actually dig in and do some actual research, like you've heard Ann say, that gets you people to turn their heads and say, oh, that's different than anything anyone else is doing. And it feels relatively authentic. I just, I'm constantly scratching my head. I, I am too. And I think the five minutes of research that that takes has got to be a better ROI yeah. than all the wasted amount of time and credibility and reputation, frankly, yep. by cold calling a bunch of people who don't have any need for you or you mm-hmm. have a position in a way that they can understand the need. So it feels like a bunch of wasted time. And so that to the point of like things to avoid, and we're going to state this <laughs> in all of our points, here's some particular statements that I that a lot of people use to try to get that familiarity, but totally fall flat all the time. So one is like making generic statements, especially if they aren't true. So you said, I was just looking at your company, mm-hmm. which usually follows with something that demonstrates they didn't just look at our company, right? The other one is, I see we have context in common. I get that. I have 1,200 contacts on LinkedIn. We probably do. Who do you know? Why do you know them? How did you get connected to me through that person, right? Or I did a full review of your site. Let's have some time to discuss it. (laughs) Well, if you did a full review of my site, why aren't you giving me anything to indicate that you actually looked at my site and you actually have anything of value to add? I'm like, I don't, I'm like with you. I'm like, I don't understand why people think that somebody's going to have this such a big leap of faith that they're like, oh, Yeah, I'm really interested in that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call you up right now. I don't know who you are. I don't even know what your credentials are. So why would you think that I'm going to just say, oh, yeah, I need that and I'm going to call this one person? It baffles me too. All right, so our second tip, offer immediate value without gating it. I'm going to give this one to April. (laughs) Yeah. So all right, broken record here. This assumes you've done your homework and your target would be interested in the value that you are providing here, okay? First and foremost, the effectiveness of this is totally contingent on the setup and this definitely takes some savvy. So the way we do this is by sending podcast episodes that we think may help. This is our cold calling, calling cards, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that. 
the target gets immediate value, which we hope then on our side builds credibility and then encourages them to engage with us further. And you don't have to have a podcast to be able to do this. You can pick any piece of content you've created and that is hosted somewhere that is legitimate where people can go and look at it. I will say, you know, it was a little bit of a warmer one today, but this podcast thing, I mean, you know, someone reached out about a speaking engagement and said, which of the podcasts would you recommend that I can propose for you, right? So whatever that currency is, you know, the, and, and the whole point we do this podcast, right, is to be chock full of value. So I get that it may be, it may sound like we're asking a lot. That's not what we're saying it has to be. It just has to be something that has an informed point of view. And then your connection as to why this is relevant to that person and then not making them jump through hoops to get to it. You can also do this in the body of the email. So if you've really reviewed the site, give them specifics on what you found. We will say early on we were guilty of probably giving away too much, right? Giving right. away the solution. We're not saying to go and do that. We've stopped doing that entirely. But what we will say is prove out that you actually looked at the site beyond the headline on the homepage, right? Right. I was on the page with your worksheets and I noticed that this wasn't loading properly even, right? Like something where I'm going to be like, wow, they actually kind of dug in to see, right? It's I go a and teaser. check and it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. teaser. All right. And another one immediate value wise that can tend to work is if you're interested with people that have good networks that you may want to engage in, especially locally right now, we do this when we focus on our business and the credibility and reputation in our backyard. If you have a network that you think you can connect people that are, again, relevant to us, then tell us why, right? Anne's yeah. example of we have people in common, well, so what? I mean – I've gotten so lazy on LinkedIn that I feel like I need to go through and cut out people that I don't actually know that I accepted just because it was the path of least resistance. And now I can't get rid of them in most cases. But just because we quote unquote know similar people doesn't mean we even actually know them in common, right? right. So if there are people that you think, oh, they should meet so-and-so, then tell me why I should meet them. And definitely to the points I made previously – Please avoid asking for time right off the bat. I mean, Anne mentioned mm -hmm. the one about going into their scheduling tool. I also hate that. But I think it just automatically disrespects people, even if you're saying only whatever amount of time, because especially when it's on LinkedIn and in my email inbox for whatever reason, that's going to be my soapbox today. But why do you assume that I even have any free time during any given day? And then why would I give it to you of all people, especially if you're not doing the point of this one, which is offering me any sort of value that piques my interest? I think that is exactly right, on, And I think there's so many ways that you can help facilitate that because I know what the 15 minutes is going to be about. It's going to be your sales pitch, yes. which has no consideration for what my business is or who I am as a person or how that's going to help me. You might as well put that in a video yeah, and have that on some uh, a site and allow them to you know, link into it, right? I hesitate, say, sending any documents or videos through email or LinkedIn because people are finding that very uh, scammy. So they're afraid that they're getting scammed yeah, they and, click they, on it. and they won't click on it. But if you allow them to actually have access to something and they can check out the site, see those sites is legit, kind of similar to the format of the podcast when we send out the podcast, right? is that they can go to a legit site and see it's a legit thing before they actually click on it. Be a little bit savvier here, mm -hmm. guys. I mean, 
don't be lazy either. And don't be lazy, like you said. And that comes back to the customized outreach so people know that you actually care. Still need help in growing your marketing smarts? Contact us through our website, forthright-people.com. We can help you become a savvier marketer through coaching or training you and your team or doing the work on your behalf. Please also help us grow the podcast by rating and reviewing on your player of choice and sharing with at least one person. Now, go show off your marketing smarts.